Welcome to Strictly Jojo, a podcast dedicated to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, where every Jojo episode is reviewed by casuals for casuals. My name is Courtney. And I am Carl. And this is episode zero, the introduction to Strictly Jojo. Welcome, everyone. We're finally here. We've been talking about this for a little while now. We've been wanting to do this podcast because we love Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. I think love is too strong. Of a word. <laughs> Love is not strong enough of a word. I guess. Basically obsessed, at least on my front. I love JoJo so much. And I'm really excited that we're, we're doing this. We're, we're making this podcast. I think it's going to be fun to go through every single JoJo episode. Hopefully part six, sooner than later, if that can you know be infused right in the middle. Um, and you know talk in depth about all things JoJo. Yeah, it's going to be quite a bizarre adventure. Wow. <laughs> so we wanted to take this opportunity to talk a little bit about ourselves um, and, and the things that we love most about JoJo, um, especially for, for those of you who are newer to our podcast in general. But before we do that, we wanted to go over a couple of ground rules, kind of what to expect as part of our podcast. So rule number one, our podcast, as the name mentions, is strictly JoJo. That's all we want to talk about on this podcast. That's all we want to reference. I mean, maybe not always. We'll, we'll probably have other references to other things, but really we want to keep it in the world of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Rule number two, we're casuals talking casually about JoJo. As our tagline says, this is by casuals for casuals because we are by no means industry experts or people with insider knowledge or elitists or whatever you want to call us. But we do have like three JoJo figures, so <laughs> we're that much of an expert. Yes, that, that qualifies us. With our Jotaro, our Josuke, and our Joseph figures, we are now qualified to have this podcast about JoJo. Um, but yeah, we're, we're casuals. We, we, we're not experts. We don't claim to be anything of the sort. We just love JoJo, and we just want to talk casually about JoJo. Rule number three, expect spoilers all the time, every time, even for shows the episode isn't about. But of course, we'll always try to give spoiler warnings before that happens. Our goal, as we mentioned, is to talk only about JoJo, only about the episode that is the topic of our podcast episode and anything that has happened previously. We'll try not to reference anything from future episodes for the folks who are probably watching it new alongside our podcast. Yeah, I think this is going to be tricky because we've both watched through jojo once you've watched through it like like twice now yeah i watched it twice in one month i loved yeah, it that much you're crazy but <laughs> um so yeah we're gonna be watching and reviewing these episodes through that lens but like you said we'll try to keep spoilers to a minimum maybe just hint at some foreshadowing without revealing too much detail but yeah this should still be a fun and bizarre adventure wow <laughs> rule number four we're starting this podcast as a way to share our love of jojo and that's really the heart of what we're trying to do here we we just want to share our obsession with jojo we want to talk about jojo we hopefully have some some guests on that want to talk about jojo with us we encourage everybody to reach out to us on our website if you want to talk about jojo or share your thoughts about something that we've talked about so yes, we just want to take this uh, this podcast as our opportunity to 
be part of the JoJo community and share our love of the show. And those are our ground rules. Pretty simple, but hopefully kind of paints that picture of what to expect from this podcast. So now we want to introduce a little bit about ourselves. And we thought the best way to do that would be to go through our favorite JoJo things. Um, our favorite JoJo parts, our favorite JoJo's, and our favorite openings um, throughout the show. Quick spoiler warning, if you are one of those people who have not watched the show yet and you're going to be going through the show for the first time alongside the podcast, um, you probably want to skip ahead past these lists because we are going to talk about a bunch of things that happen way far out in the JoJo series. Um, so maybe just skip ahead to, to the end, the very, very end of this podcast, and then maybe come back at a later point so you can hear our, our top lists. So what are your top three favorite parts? All right, so starting from the bottom, my number three favorite part would be part two, uh, Battle Tendency. Um, I think, you know, starting with part one, not many people were too fond of it, myself included. So it took me a while to warm up to it up until I got to part two, which is where I guess the more bizarre aspect of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure started taking place. Um, and I just, I love Joseph. He, he's a great Jojo right out of the gate. And yeah, this, like after that part is when I got hooked on the series, much like I'm sure everyone else did. Um, number two, which is probably strange, but my second favorite part would be part five, Golden Wind. I didn't think I would have liked it at first because looking at screenshots and clips of it, this was actually the one part that I saw before I actually started watching Jojo because you were watching it on TV and I just happened to catch it and it just looked again I think I've been saying this word too much it looked very bizarre but what I like the most about part five is just the story it's more thematic um, compared to a lot of the other parts and I think it ties up really neatly in the end for the journey that Jorno that particular Jojo takes and Number one for me would be part three, Stardust Crusaders. I think the part that was most popular um, with the JoJo fandom. Um, obviously, it had an OVA in like the past. And I think Jotaro is like the quintessential JoJo out of the five that we've been introduced to in anime. And I think it that part three defines like the bizarre in Bizarre Adventure, I think the best. So... That's my top three. How about yours? So my top three, going in reverse order, um, it's somewhat similar to yours, I guess, because my number three favorite part is part two, Battle Tendency. And I do go back and forth between this one and what would be my number two favorite, um, but I think I've landed on Battle Tendency being my my third favorite part. Um, similar to you, that's the part that got me hooked on JoJo. I always tell people who are new to the show, just get past the first nine episodes. Like part one's important. It sets the foundation for the whole show. I mean, Jonathan is a very, very, very important JoJo character. But to really get hooked on the show itself, you have to make it to episode 10. Just make it to the start of Battle Tendency because the second Joseph came on screen, I was hooked for life. Um, this is also the best set of characters, I think, um, at least within the immediate set of main characters. I love every single one of them. I mean, you've got Joseph, who's 
the best. He's hilarious. You've got Caesar, you've got Lisa Lisa, and you have Speedwagon. So I really like Battle Tendency um, because it's it's a fun ride. And again, it got me hooked on JoJo. My number two favorite JoJo part is part three, Stardust Crusaders. It's the most popular part for good reason. Um, it has both Joseph and Jotaro in it. And the overall storyline and action works so well. I mean, it has so many crazy stands and stand users. Anything from the overpowered stands to literally stands that just gamble. Like you can't get any better than that. And my number one favorite part is, and I think I'm I'm probably on an island with this one, but it's part four, Diamonds Unbreakable. Hmm. First off, okay, hear me out. First off, it has Joseph, Jotaro, and Josuke. I mean, holy shit, it has three JoJo's in it. Everything about this part is fun, including the openings and the ending, the characters. I mean, you've got like fucking Okuyasu, who's amazing. And the art style as well, I think is just very fun. It's very bright. I mean, except for the fact that the sky is yellow. Everything about the, the art style is just a lot of fun and it fits the show or this part so well. And I think the thing that really sells me on part four is Yoshikage Kira. I mean, he is by far my favorite Jojo villain or one of really my favorite villains ever. He's just a regular dude who is also a fucking weird serial killer. Other than that, like he, he literally just wants to live a quiet life and, and he's not your typical villain jojo or otherwise um he does end up being a formidable foe and he's very crafty and and clever but again where every other jojo villain is loud confident insanely strong kira is completely unexpected and and different and i know that people make fun of part four saying that it's basically a slice of life jojo part but it has a special place in my heart and it's it's my number one so next top three openings for all of the JoJo parts that we've had so far, one through five, what are your top three? Yeah, so starting again from the bottom, my number three would be Fighting Gold from part five. Um, I know a lot of our friends love to sing this one, especially the Fighting Gold part, um, whenever we just randomly look up anime openings. Um, The opening itself, uh, you've mentioned this to me before, it reminds me a lot of like a like a James Bond 007 opening with its styles mostly like the or like any like 60s espionage film um and just the rock anthem of it it's it's a banger um number 2 for me would be bloody stream which i think is by the same exact person who sang fighting gold uh coda that too also reminds me of like a another kind of upbeat James Bond like um, opening, and the visuals in that are also like in your face, um, really oddly bizarre, and the funniest part of this opening that I that I find funny is at the end where I think Joseph Mount like he screams, but it's synced with the singer singing a high part of the song so it looks like joseph singing this this song at the end um i always just thought that was comical for me and number one would be stand proud from part three um i think what i like the most about this is like part three it takes place in like the 80s so this sounds like a like an 80s like hair metal um song 
and it just opens up the part three arc with Stardust Crusaders so well. Um, even in the opening when you see the Crusaders walk off into different areas, right? It's this Stan Proud's the opening where they like you see them walking, right? And then the scene changes. Oh, at the end, yeah, they're all walking in a line. Yeah. Um, and then you have at the very end of the opening where uh, Star Platinum comes out and starts like punching the shit out of the screen. It's just a very, very epic opening and very epic theme. How about you? So mine are similar. Um, again, at least the number three and the number two. So my number three favorite opening is Bloody Stream from part two, Battle Tendency. Um, it's just a banger. I mean, they're all bangers, but this one, this one's a lot of fun. It's upbeat. It's a completely different opening from Sono Chino Sadame. Like it's, it's night and day. Um, and it just hooks me every time I listen to it. The visuals are great too. It's very colorful. It's very fun, very reflective of Joseph's personality. My number two favorite opening is Fighting Gold from part five, Golden Wind. And that, like you said, is an absolute banger. Every time it comes on, I crank the volume literally all the way up in my car. I don't care who looks at me. Um, and it's it's got that, again, similar to what you said, it's got that spy feeling, that like espionage kind of feeling. I don't know, the James Bond-esque type of song. And the visuals are so well paired up with that. I think the visuals from Fighting Gold are probably my favorite of all the JoJo openings so far, especially that part where Mista's running and you see his like his his legs or whatever, and then it cuts to him like pointing his gun. Like it, it just it looks so good. Just a side note: if anyone wants to go on YouTube and look up the SpongeBob version of Fighting Gold's opening, it's worth a watch. <laughs> side side note: if anyone wants to go on YouTube and look up. Jotaro's voice actor Daisuke Ono singing um Stand Proud oh, yeah. in karaoke. I think he did it for his birthday alongside Rohan Kishibe's um voice actor. It is so funny. I mean you're li- literally listening to Jotaro sing Stand Proud and it's it's awesome. Worth we're, both of them are worth looking up on YouTube. Mhm. And my number one favorite opening is Crazy Noisy Bizarre Town because I love part four. This song is so much fun. I could be in any kind of mood and this song comes on. I will just be hype the whole time. It's I don't know how to explain it. Like it just gets me in such a great mood. It's it's fun to watch. It's fun to listen to. Um, it's probably the the most upbeat of all of the the Jojo openings. So this one I'm obsessed with. I love the song. Yeah, I'll say the one thing I like about um, Crazy Noisy is when Okuyasu starts dancing. Oh, my God. he just throws his arms up in the air. <laughs> or the fact that Jotaro won't dance the whole time. <laughs> he just points <laughs> or poses. Or um, Koichi just doing that weird pose yeah. in the beginning. <laughs> it's, it's a great one. And the last list, our top three favorite JoJo's. This is probably the most important of all the lists. And the most controversial. <laughs> so, again, I'll let you start. So I think this is going to be an odd one, but my number three would be Giorno, Giovanna. And originally, when I watched part five, I thought I wasn't going to enjoy it at all. But Giorno just happened to be like one of the breakout JoJo's, I guess, that I, I really enjoyed. Just because like he, I think compared to the other JoJo's, like he has a, like he's on a mission. He came up from a weird upbringing where Dio 
is oddly his father, but he was conceived with Jonathan's body. Um, you know, so like he he was he wasn't born out of the same wealth as like Jonathan or I guess to like Jotaro. Jotaro, yeah. maybe Joseph. Um, so it's literally like a rags to riches story and he just has this resolve to reach his goal which is to become like the ultimate mafia don i guess but even so as i mentioned before part five there's a lot of thematic elements that i appreciated to it um including again giorno's journey so um that put him at my number three number two would have to be joseph jostar which i did cosplay once i think last year i did his I think Switzerland outfit, but yeah, after like you know the the nobility of Jonathan, you're treated to the degeneracy of Joseph. But he's so, I guess not like too idiotic, but like he's so idiotic that it, he becomes lovable, and he's still very smart. Like the one thing I can remember is in his like chariot race with Wamu. Um, there was so much one-upsmanship, but like you can see the thought process be- behind some of the certain actions that Joseph takes. And as you mentioned, like he, he appears, I think the most out of all the JoJo's throughout all the parts. Um, the his appearance in part four was great, where he's like losing his memory, um, but at some points you'll still see his brilliance. So. I'm hoping, like, once we get around to part six, because I don't read the mangas, or, yeah, I don't read the manga, um, that he's still still around with his hamon carrying his breath. <laughs> so, yeah, he's my number two. And number one, as I mentioned, would be Jotaro. I think he is the quintessential Jojo, where he's, he might be a little rough around the edges in part three. Um, and some points it looks like he doesn't respect his mother but obviously like part three is all about him saving his mother from dio's curse and then he turns out to be a pretty pretty solid guy once you see him in part four um i know that part six involves him um fathering a child that he never really cared for but yeah again he he's brash um, it can be come he can come across as too brash, but I think he also shares some of Joseph's brilliance. And again, with Stardust Crusaders being the most popular part of part of the series, I think he is probably again the ultimate JoJo in my eyes. How about you? So my number three favorite JoJo is Josuke Higashikata. He has such an innocence to him. Like I, I just love Josuke, especially after watching um, Joseph and then watching Jotaro, who just get increasingly more like intense and serious. Well, I guess not serious for Joseph. But then you get Josuke, who I think just is really kind at his core. And I think his stand is very reflective of his desire to want to help people and of his kindness. Uh, for example, not wanting to beat the shit out of Jotaro when they first meet, and he tells him that he's got a, he, his dad lives um, elsewhere and has a whole other family and all this stuff. Um, so I, I I really enjoy Josuke. I love watching his growth throughout Part Four, um, and yeah, I think he's just really really lovable. 
can I just say that of all the JoJo's, I think Josuke is a bitch. <laughs> he is not a bitch, okay? He's just he's, he's young and naive. Mm-hmm. But again, this is this is a spoiler section, anyways. But you have who's it? Jonathan, who semi defeats Dio. Then you have Joseph, who defeats Cars. You have Jotaro, who defeats Dio finally. Then you have Jorno, who defeats Diavolo. Did Josuke defeat Yoshikage Kira? Okay, well, he did a <laughs> lot of the legwork, okay? Mm-hmm. I know Jotaro had the final blow, but he did a lot of the legwork. He he tracked him down. He did all that stuff. I mean, I don't know. like <laughs> It was a team <laughs> effort, okay? But Josuke held his own. At least mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. But yeah, that's my unpopular opinion. Sorry, <laughs> Josuke. My number two favorite Jojo is Jotaro Kujo. And... Really, it's just because he's incredibly smart and capable. He's he's probably the most intelligent Jojo. He's strong as fuck. He's he could probably rip through all the other Jojos, at least in my opinion. Um, and I, similar to Josuke, I really enjoy watching his character development, especially over the several parts that he's in, because he really matures as he gets older and even becomes a role model to Josuke. And despite opinions like yours, he's a really good father. He has his reasons for what he did. <laughs> I I don't read manga like at all, but I did read part six because after I finished part five, I was like, I have to know what happens. Like, I know who Jolene is. I know that that's his, his daughter. And I'm like, I can't not read it i can't not wait even though you know who knows when i get part six at this point hopefully soon fingers crossed but i read it and i think it really i mean it make they make it very clear in that part why jotaro did the things that he did why he made those decisions and he's a good father okay I, i'm sure people will debate me on that but he's a good father <laughs> and what he sleeps with dolphins oh my god <laughs> and my number one favorite jojo is joseph joestar I love him to death. He's the funniest JoJo. As I mentioned earlier, part two is what got me hooked on JoJo, but it's really Joseph himself. Like when he came on screen, when he started doing his thing, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's happening, but I like it and I'm invested. And despite cheating on his wife, which we all know is terrible, he genuinely cares for his entire family. And family is what motivates everything that he does so uh, granted family is a theme throughout jojo the, the entire series but if there's one jojo that really embodies the importance of family and makes that his driving force it's joseph he is very protective of his grandma Edina. he loves his daughter holy more than anything in the world um and despite jotaro telling him to stay away when jotaro goes to japan to meet josuke um, Joseph still travels all the way to Japan to make things right with Josuke. So he's very, very motivated by family, very protective of his family, um, and wants to do right by them. So he's somebody that I think I could watch all day long. And according to Araki, at least the last interview that we know of, he said Joseph is still alive. He's just doing his thing and growing incredibly old. <laughs> so I hope that doesn't change. I hope he just lives forever. Even if we don't see him again, I would just love in my head canon that he just like lives for an eternity somehow. I imagine he's like that that shriveled up worm lady in that SpongeBob episode. <laughs> he doesn't like chocolate. That'll be him and his mom, Lisa Lisa, just using hormone breathing. I'm pretty sure he stopped using his hormone breathing so that he could age gracefully with his wife, Susie Q. 
But again, in my head can I like to think that maybe he started using his hormone breathing again and then just lives forever because that's what Araki said, that he's still alive. So that's all I need. And those are my top three favorite JoJo's. Sorry, Jonathan. <laughs> you started, <laughs> you're the one who started the bloodline and then it just descended into chaos and you had to be the most noble, but also the most boring, unfortunately. It all really started with George Josar the first, okay? Oh, yeah. If that idiot, if that mm-hmm. idiot wasn't so naive We're getting the and carriage blind, accident. <laughs> none of this would have happened. But maybe on the flip side, we have him to thank for everything because now we have a fantastic storyline that all stems from his actions or inactions, whatever you want to call it. And here we are. We're now making this podcast on Strictly JoJo. And we're very excited to share our love of JoJo with you. And hopefully you got a little taste for our thoughts or what we love most about JoJo through through these favorite things that we've shared. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having this separate podcast for just all the JoJo episodes. Because of all the anime and even other like media I've I've consumed, nothing compares to this. It's, it, it, I look at it as like a, a very fucked up family drama mixed in with like a battle of good versus evil mixed in with like Looney Tunes, like absurdity. And someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I have never seen more memorable and memeable moments from any other anime um, than Jojo. And I think a lot of us probably knew of Jojo through the memes first and then some of us probably got sick of it and then some of us probably thought okay let, let me just watch this show and see what the, all the hype is but for those of you that are looking to be part of that second group i assure you it it's a fun ride um, and hopefully listening to this podcast will will help you realize that as well that's how i got hooked on it i saw the memes and i was like this looks fucking weird i'm in like what is this all about and again you just got to get to episode 10 Part one is important, but it's not the best part. I'll just be blatant about it. Get to episode 10. You'll be hooked. And hopefully you'll be back to Strictly JoJo with every episode to be excited about it. Be hype with us about it. Just nerd out over all things JoJo. And that wraps up episode zero of Strictly JoJo, our introduction. You can follow us on Instagram at The Strictly Series and on Twitter at Strictly Series. Check out our website, thestrictlyseries.com, where you can reach out to us to share your thoughts on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure or any feedback on our podcast. And thank you so much for listening and sharing in our love of JoJo. Stay weeb, everybody. To be continued. I know that people make fun of part four and they say it's basically just a slice of life. Fuck, I can't talk now. Slice of slice.